Radio Illuminae, raising vibrations to help heal nations. Welcome to Rory's Folk, hosted by Rory Skyster and showcasing and discussing a diverse range of contemporary British folk music by established and up-and-coming artists alike. These seven years and more I've come to seek my former vows You granted me before Oh, hold your tongue of your former vows For they will breed sad strife Oh, hold your tongue of your former vows, for I am become a wife. He turned him right and round about, and a salt tear blint his eye. He never would have trodden on Irish ground, had it not been for the love of thee. I might have had a king's daughter far beyond the sea. I might have had a king's daughter had it not been for the love of thee. If you might have had a king's daughter, you have yourself to blame. You who should have taken your king's daughter your journey's been in vain if i was to leave my husband dear and my two babes also oh what have you to take me to if with you i should go I've seven ships upon the sea, the eighth brought me to land. With four and twenty mariners bold, and music on command. She's taken up her little babes, kissed them on cheeks and chin. Oh, fare you well, my own two babes, for I'll never see you again. She set her foot upon the ship. No mariners could she behold But the sails were of the woven silk And the masts of the beaten gold They had not sailed a league, a league A league but barely three When dismal grew his countenance And hateful grew his eyes they had not sailed a league, a league, a league but barely three, until she espied his cloven foot, and she wept most bitterly. Oh, hold your tongue of your weeping, said he, of your weeping now let me be, and I'll show you how the lilies grow on the banks of Italy. Oh, what are yon, yon pleasant hills Where the sun shines sweetly so? Oh, yon are the hills of heaven, he said Where all good people go Oh, what a mountain is yon, she said All dreary with frost and snow Oh, yon is the mountain of hell he cried where you and I must go he struck up the topmast with his hand and the foremast with his knee and he broke that gallant ship in twain and he sank her in the sea 
listening to Rory's Folk, in which Rory Skyster showcases a diverse range of contemporary British folk music by established and up-and-coming artists alike. Hello and welcome to Rory's Folk. The song you just heard was my singing of The Demon Lover, also known as The House Carpenter, among other titles. Um, this is uh, a very old ballad. The earliest known text of the ballad is a broadside attributed to James Price, which is dated 1657 um, and has the title A Warning for Married Women by the example of Mrs. Jane Reynolds, a West Country woman born near unto Plymouth, who having plighted her troth to a seaman was afterwards married to a carpenter and at last carried away by a spirit. Rather a long title there. Um, that ballad itself is also quite long with 32 verses. The version I sing is uh, a fair bit shorter, but there are a lot of versions of this ballad. Um, it is found in uh, England, Scotland and Ireland, uh, but also in um, a fair bit of North America. So it's another one of those folk songs that sort of made it across the Atlantic. Um, and I really like it. I think it's a great and chilling tale. Obviously, it, it does have a moral element, which these days could be interpreted as being quite uh, Puritan and outdated, in that women were expected to stay faithful to their lovers, uh, whereas um, men didn't um, have the same standard applied to them. So yeah, so it's a it's it's definitely a morality tale, sort of. Uh, explaining the, the consequences that a woman who wasn't faithful to her lover would face uh, in that the devil literally comes uh, and um, sort of disguised as her lover carries her away and uh, and she faces a, a terrible fate in hell. So, um, so yeah, so from that point of view, it's sort of not very feminist, but it's still a really, really cool really cool story i think um i really love the verses where sort of she gradually realizes um that that this is that this is the devil <laughs> um from the from the cloven foot uh, and such like so yeah that's the demon lover or the house carpenter depending on um which title you prefer um the theme for this episode of rory's folk is supernatural, given that um, it is October at the time of recording and um, Halloween or Samhain or whatever you call it uh, is coming up. And therefore, I thought that I would play a few sort of spooky songs. So the next two songs that I'm going to play are um, Hey Ho on the Devil's Back, keeping with the devil theme there. Uh, that is by Katsunyama. And then after that, I'm going to play Hairspell by Fay Healed. As I was walking in So 
listening to Rory's Folk, in which Rory Skyster showcases a diverse range of contemporary British folk music by established and up-and-coming artists alike. So the songs that you just heard were um, Hey Ho on the Devil's Back by Katsunyama, followed by Hairspell by Faye Heald. So um, the first song, Hey Ho on the Devil's Back, um, is an original song written for Katsunyama, but it very much draws on um, sort of traditional folklore of um, dealing with the devil. And uh, this is this is something that comes up in European folklore again and again. It's, it's essentially the the belief about witchcraft that uh, a pact is made between uh, the the person uh, who wants something and the devil or or another demon, um, and sort of that they trade their soul for for the thing that they want. So in this case, it's. Um, uh, a ride home on the de- on the devil's back, but then it turns out that uh, the devil wants the soul of their their one true love in exchange. Um, so yeah, this is found this is found across tales um, all over Europe. Um, it's often known as the Faustian bargain or Mephistophelian bargain because um, uh, the sort of most well known example of this story is um, the legend of Faust, in which Faust sells his soul to Mephisto and um, has his comeuppance. There are some stories in which the um, the person who sells their soul actually gets away with it all right uh, because they sort of outmanage to outwit the devil uh, on a technicality um which are kind of fun stories uh but on the other hand i kind of i kind of like the the sort of the more, the darker versions that are just like nope you can't get out of this um so so yeah that's uh i think i think a cool original song that is a take on a on a very old uh, and widespread um tale uh cats and yama are a um are a norwegian band uh but they sing um in english and um that song on the devil's back was from their album le pop I wasn't entirely sure whether I should include a Katsunyama song on this um, folk show, as some people might argue it's not super folky. Katsunyama have musical influences from lots of different genres, including pop, cabaret, electro swing, uh, bluegrass and country music. Uh, obviously, some of those are sort of folk genres and others are not. Uh, but I think that particularly given the a subject matter of the story, uh, that track can definitely be included in this episode. So, um, so yeah, I think they're a very cool band. Um, they have a website, uh, where you can find information about them. It's, uh, katsenyama.com. Uh, it's spelt K-A-T-Z-E-N-J-A-M-M-E-R.com. So, um, so yeah, look them up if you like that. Uh, after that, I played Hairspell by Faye Heald from her album Rackline. Uh, not the first song that I've played from Rackline. I am a little bit in love with that album at the moment. The lyrics of this song were taken from an actual witch trial. It's the confession of uh, someone called Isabel Gowdy. I think that's how you pronounce it, um, who confessed to witchcraft in 1662. Uh, and as, as part of her confessions, she shared some spells. Um, and this is a spell to change into, um, a hare or, uh, indeed a crow or a cat. So basically, um, yeah, a spell to, to change into another animal. The, apart from, the fact that that's just really cool that it's an actual spell that someone who was tried for witchcraft sort of said. Um, I think it's really interesting the way that Fahield wrote it, which is that because it's a spell, she wanted to uh, sort of incorporate that 
into the music and make the music a sort of a spell in itself. So what she did was she she used the words to write the melody. So she used the corresponding note name letters of the lyrics to build the frame of the tune, which, um, yeah, I think is cool because she's kind of really kept the the idea of this being a spell um, rather than just, you know, written any old tune that would sound nice um, sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know if when she was recording it, she actually turned into a hair. Um, <laughs> would make it slightly awkward to uh, continue recording the rest of the album. And uh, I can assure you that the rest of the album was recorded um, in a human voice rather than whatever noise hairs make. So, um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, but I think, yeah, a very cool song. Um, and obviously it also makes you think, I mean, uh, witch trials are relatively sort of, we know nowadays that probably most people who were tried for witchcraft, um, you know, were probably just, uh, women who lived by themselves who maybe you know did a bit of of healing with herbs um just sort of out of trial and error essentially uh, and passed down knowledge from their their parents and grandparents um and probably you know most of them were were not were not in any way um in league with the devil or anything like that uh they they probably just were were trying to do what they could for other people and they were probably um in some cases maybe disabled women uh older women who hadn't been able to find partners and therefore shunned by society because they weren't married so um so actually the the story of witch trials is is quite sad in uh, a lot of ways but I still think it's very interesting that we do have this spell that was actually given as a piece of evidence by someone who was tried for witchcraft and i suppose we'll never know whether she was whether she gave that spell sort of because she really was trying to do this magic um or whether you know she was under duress uh to say something because they were torturing her um and this was sort of her last ditch attempt to essentially plead guilty. Um, so yeah, uh, two cool songs, I think, about um, sort of witchcraft and um, deals with the devil. Uh, so next up um, on the same theme of the supernatural, I'm going to play uh, two songs that are about... Um, ghosts or dead people walking in some way or other first up is spectre review by bellowhead and then after that we have jack the reanimator by jessica law <laughs> When midnight's chime and tone Rises and wanders nightly The drum within his home With arm bones white and fleshless He moves the drumsticks to Play his many a wild rebellion And many a weird tattoo And through the dark loud calling Drum taps beat and shake And the dead forgotten soldiers From out of their graves away And the Arabian sand 
on the prancing horse, the brave dead cavalry, the bloody shot pierced squadrons, all weapons diversely, skulls grin beneath the shadows, each dinted helm of force, arms wide and fleshless, brandish long and rusty swords. At last is great forsaken when chimes of midnight sound. He wears in his coat is grey and white And he bears a short sword hanging In the sheath at his left side The moon with yellow glances Over the white plain shines The general watches mutely The troops they form in line the ranks present and shoulder Their arms right soldierly And with regimental music The army marches by To the Caesar's ear The word goes round the circle Resounding over the bed Love runs the ringing password The answer Saint like drowning you're struggling to breathe you're fighting for your life you're in agony but then you realize you're aware that you're in agony you must be awake if you're fighting for your life and you must be alive if you're struggling to breathe
Welcome back. The two tracks that you just heard were Spectre Review by Bellowhead, followed by Jack the Reanimator by Jessica Law. So um, the first one, Spectre Review, is originally a poem written in German by an Austrian poet uh, called Baron Josef Christian von Siedlitz. Uh, it was published in 1892 in a book of uh, German ballads translated by Elizabeth Craigmile. Um, so, so yeah, so she translated it from the original German, which was called Die Nächtliche Herrschau, uh, into the English poem called Spectre Review. And uh, later, um, Bellowhead, for their... Um, album Matachin, um, in, which was released in 2008, uh, took Spectre Review and um, put, it, put it to a, a traditional French tune. So, so yeah, so it was originally uh, a poem and originally not in English, but um, it's, uh, the, the story of it um, is sort of very much your kind of uh grisly grisly halloween kind of um you know soldiers rising up out of the grave um basically i think probably ever since there has been human culture i think that one of the things that has horrified us most as a species is death and the idea of what there is after death and the thought of people sort of getting up again after death and ghosts um sort of being a being a thing so so yeah to me this just kind of exemplifies that thing that that we that we have as as humans of um that fear of of death 
So, uh, so yeah, that is Spectre Review. After that, I played Jack the Reanimator, uh, by Jessica Law. That's from her album, uh, The Litless Libertine. And I deliberately put that after Spectre Review because it very much falls into the same category of, um, you know, it's, it's horrible and horrifying because of, uh, this sort of unnatural going against um, the finality of death. Instead of being about um, sort of ghosts uh, in a kind of supernatural sense, though, Jack the Reanimator is very much about um, science and uh, kind of the, the, the sort of steampunk, sci-fi, uh, that side of um, going against death rather than something sort of magical and unexplainable. Um, so Jack the Reanimator is obviously a, uh, a take on Jack the Ripper. Um, Jack the Ripper, uh, was a very famous unidentified serial killer who was active in, uh, the 1880s in London. And, uh, he, well, I say he, um, it's not even known whether Jack the Ripper was in fact one person or possibly multiple people, but uh, there were several murders that were attributed to this one person who was who was never found. Um, and this person sort of made it kind of into folklore for being this this brutal murderer. And loads and loads of stories have been written about Jack the Ripper uh, since then. Um, Jack the Reanimator is, uh, Jess's character who, um, is sort of, uh, who she created, um, as a kind of different take on Jack the Ripper. So Jack the Reanimator, instead of going around London, uh, murdering people, goes around bringing them back to life, uh, whether they want it or not. And, um, I think her take on that is, is really, really interesting, uh, if you like the idea of this character, she has actually written a book, which is also entitled Jack the Reanimator. Um, it can be found on Amazon and it can be bought uh, on Kindle as well. Um, Jack the Reanimator, the, the novel, uh, draws inspiration from all of the classic uh gothic horrors of the 1800s things like frankenstein and dracula um but it's about uh jack the reanimator so so yeah if you're kind of into your sort of um steampunk science fiction um sort of classic horror type things then um do do look that up um, but anyway, yeah, I think that uh, Jack the Reanimator as a song is um, uh, another sort of very interesting one and contrasted with Spectre Review, sort of they're both about um, how we as humans find um, it sort of horrifying going against the natural order of death, but um, they're both sort of very much from uh different points of view whether it's sort of supernatural or more scientifically based i have played jessica's music on this um show before so you may already have looked her up but if not uh, jessica law can be found on bandcamp and also uh, on all social media platforms one of the previous episodes of Rory's Folk uh, was also a showcase episode, um, which showcased Jessica Law's album Ghost Watching, which, um, you know, is also kind of appropriate for this time of year. So if you haven't heard that episode, please go, do go back and listen to that as well. On to a slightly less morbid topic. Um, I do have a few more supernatural tracks for you. Uh, the next two that I'm going to play are um, about changelings. I'm going to talk a bit more about what changelings are after the track, after the tracks. But here first is the changelings lullaby by Lady Masery, and then after that, changeling child by Risha Dyer. Hush a while, hush a while, sleep now for me. 
Changeling child was born Blonde coiffed hair A lipstick smile A perfect wife With an unholy child But the changeling child Just wants that family And the changeling child Doesn't see that she's different from you and me 
and the changeling child. She's running wild, she's running wild. Oh, she's running wild. Sharp dark eyes, hair made of storms, full set of teeth from the minute she was born. She's sharp as knives, but she's too strange. Near mother sighs, called into school again. But the changeling child just wants to make some friends, and the changeling child keeps making the same mistakes again. And the changeling child, she's running wild, she's running wild. Oh, she's running wild. One day she'll learn, she'll understand. She'll walk away, broken heart in her hand. Find other fate, learn how to smile. But she won't forget that sad and lonely little child. Cause the changeling child just wanted that family. And the changeling child doesn't see that she's different from you and me. And the changeling child, she's running wild, she's running wild. Oh, she's running wild. And the changeling child, she's running wild, she's running wild. Oh, she's running wild. Listening to Rory's Folk, in which Rory Skyster showcases a diverse range of contemporary British folk music by established and up-and-coming artists alike. Welcome back again. The songs that you just heard were The Changeling's Lullaby, performed by Lady Masery on their album Weave and Spin, uh, followed by uh, Changeling Child by Risha Dyer, which is from uh, their album Phantasmagorica. So, um, yeah, two different songs about changelings. Uh, changelings are um, a... Uh, so changelings were thought to be fairy children that were switched out for human children uh, by the fae um sort of at birth so you'd leave your your baby alone and um you know a fairy would come and and switch that child out for a fairy child a changeling um they've appeared uh, all over folklore uh they're also um they they appear in shakespeare and um you know other uh, literary works um and of course also therefore in folk songs so the first song that i played there the changelings lullaby was originally written by crucible they released it in 2003 on um their album changeling and then as i said uh, lady masery released it on weave and spin uh, which uh, came out in 2011 so uh, the song the changelings lullaby very much talks about something which should have uh, comes up again and again um, in folklore about changelings, which is basically that um, a a child, you know, a baby was uh, apparently very healthy, um, you know, um, plump, happy, smiling, um, you know, eating properly, everything and then would sicken and um, become ill. And that's basically when it was thought, oh, well, clearly this, this child has been, has been swapped out for a fairy child. So one theory of um, changelings is that they were used as an explanation for postnatal depression. Postnatal depression has for a long time been considered somewhat of a taboo and something which we really don't talk about a lot in our society even today. So it could be that instead of sort of accepting that and trying to tackle it healthily, people used uh, changelings as a, as essentially a scapegoat and went, oh, well, it's, it's obviously a fairy child. There's something wrong with the child. Uh, and not that we sort of have to tackle this as, as adults. So uh, that's one explanation. The other one, uh, which I'm particularly fascinated by is that, um, it could have been a, um, again a sort of explanation for or a scapegoat for um disability so looking at a lot of the traditional songs about changelings 
it's now believed that um just sort of from the from the attributes described in these songs that um and you know and other stories in folklore that changelings could have been children with for example with spina bifida cystic fibrosis uh down syndrome um cerebral palsy uh, or autism among other things um so sort of a range of physical and or um behavioral um conditions there uh in particular one that that sort of has has um that sort of holds a lot of sway is that um is the one that it could be uh autistic children because uh particularly you know it's uh, a common autistic trait uh, for example to uh count things um and we find in a lot of folklore that uh that that the fae uh that fairies could often uh, uh are often described as having a sort of obsessive impulse to count things um so in certain stories um you can uh spill um you know throw a handful of seeds down and it will distract the fairy because they'll feel compelled to count all of these seeds um and this is something that you know i'm not saying you could distract an autistic person by throwing a handful of seeds down um i'm autistic myself by the way but um but counting things is certainly an impulse that uh one can find in um autistic people and particularly autistic children um but you know not just that also just uh the way that autistic people often um you know, find it uh difficult to get along with others in society and sort of follow societal norms uh and um you know so follow social cues etc so so yeah so so that's sort of the the history behind uh changelings and i think that changelings lullaby as a song uh really uh captures the the feelings that a mother would have about having one of these children that doesn't seem normal and that she's trying to use uh the child being a changeling as a as a an excuse and eventually i really like that she sort of comes to the conclusion that actually she'd love the child whether or not it were a fairy um which yeah i think is is nice uh moving on to risha dyer's song uh the changeling child um that song of course is uh uh an even more modern take on uh the uh idea of a of a changeling and very much to me fits in with the idea of changeling children as uh neurodivergent children uh either autistic or or you know another um neurodivergence and that they you know don't just don't fit in with the society that they're expected to fit in with but um but what i really like about Risha's song is that the 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 um the verse that says you know one day she'll she will understand and she'll she'll go away but then she'll find other people like her which is something which resonates with me very strongly as an autistic adult so um so yeah I really like that song for that reason um again i have played richard Dyer's music on this show before but if you haven't looked them up uh please do uh, they can be found on bandcamp and also all social media platforms uh richard Dyer is spelled r-e-e-s-h-a-d-y-e-r so yeah do look them up so we've got time for just one more song now this last song is um not actually a complete original of mine it is a song for which i have written the tune but the words are in fact william shakespeare's um so this is the this is a song from the tempest and um it is sung by ariel who is um a fairy or spirit which is why i thought that it was apt for this episode of my show 
Um, so yeah, obviously this, this may have had a tune originally. Um, you know, people think that maybe Shakespeare did write tunes for the songs that appear in his plays, or maybe he had someone writing tunes for him, but they don't appear to ever have been uh, written down in music notation. So obviously lots of people over the years have written tunes for Shakespeare songs. And, uh, well, I'm one of them. So this is one of several Shakespeare songs that I've actually written tunes to. And I started doing this when I was uh, still a child. So um, these are some of the earliest tunes that I ever wrote. And um, this song, along with the others, can be found in a um, in an album, uh, which is a sort of collection of them, along with some... Um, metaphysical poems that I also wrote tunes for, which I mostly wrote when I was a teenager because I was really into the metaphysical poets um, in English lessons at school. So, uh, so yeah, that's um, all in an album that I recorded, that I meant to record for ages and actually got around to recording uh, at home in 2020 when the pandemic had just started. So that album is called uh, Go and Catch a Falling Star. It's a bit different from everything else that I've produced, but um, if you like this song, then um, go check it out on Bandcamp. Otherwise, I hope you enjoyed the episode and until next time. Where the bee sucks the sky, in a cowslip's bell I lie, there I couch when owls do cry, on the bat's back I do fly, after summer merrily, merrily, merrily shall I live now, under the blossom that hangs on the to help heal nations. Hiya, this is Gary. Now, do you like some of this? Welcome to your land. Or do you prefer a little bit of this? Or do you prefer something a little bit more modern? Well, you are in luck. Join us for a blast from the 80s, a blast from the 90s, and also a blast from the noughties as well, right here on Radio Illumini. Radio Illumini, 